Father of heaven, we glorify you, O God. We honor you. We bless your holy name. Father, we thank you for this day that you have made, O God. And indeed, O God, we will rejoice in it. We thank you, Father, for the gift of life. We thank you for the gift of salvation. We thank you for the gift of eternal life in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for this opportunity that you have afforded us, O God, to share your word with your people, O God. Father, we pray for those people that will be listening to your word. Father, we pray that you will touch them. We pray that your word will be a seed into their hearts, O God. Father, we pray that, O God, they will not only, O God, be readers or listeners of the word, but they will be doers of the word of God in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray this morning and we give you glory, we give you honor, we magnify your holy name in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, let me greet you, brothers and sisters. How are you in America? How are you? How are you doing there in Germany? I know Pakistan is here, you know, I, I know Canada is here, I know South Africa is here, I know Nigeria is here. How are you doing Africa, Europe, Asia? How are you doing guys? How are you doing? How are you doing? I hope that you are doing well. I hope that you feel blessed today. I am Latter-day Preacher. I come from South Africa. This is your favorite podcast, Deep Utterances of the Word of God, where we go deep in the Word of God. God. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Well, let me just take this time just to say, you know, I don't feel very well today. I've got a flu, you know. It's just the beginning of winter here in South Africa. Already I I caught the flu. You know, I caught the flu. But I'm going to be well. So if if I sneeze, you know, during this um, uh, segment, it's, you know, just understand that I have a flu. Okay, let us go back to what we are here for. We are here for the word of God. Today, we are talking about freedom in Christ. Freedom in Christ. And we are taking this uh, scripture from uh, Galatians. Galatians, Galatians chapter 5, verse 1 to 12. Chapter 5, verse 1 to 12. So we're going to go back to our reading. We're going to read the word of God. And we, 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 I pray in the name of Jesus that the Holy Spirit of God that dwells in me will help me to divide his, uh, the word, will help me to divide the word of God according to the will of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Let us read. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. Liberty referring to freedom. So, Paul says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, praise God, and be not entangled again with the yoke of the bondage, 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 with the yoke of the bondage. bondage. So verse 2 says, Behold, I, Paul, say unto you, that if you be circumcised, Christ shall not profit you nothing. So if you be circumcised, Christ shall not profit you nothing. So verse 3 says, For I testify again to every man 
that is circumcised, that he is a debtor to do the whole law, the whole law. Verse 4 says, Christ is become of no effect unto you. Christ is become of no, of no effect unto you. So whosoever of you are justified by the law, you are fallen from grace. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, you are fallen from grace. So verse 5 says, For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. So verse 6 says, For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but, with, but faith which worketh by love. Verse 7 says, Ye did run well, who did, who did hinder you that ye should not obey the truth? Hinder you or drive you back. Praise God. So verse 8 says, This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. So verse 9 says, A little leaven leaveth the whole lamp. So verse 10 says, I have confidence in you through the Lord that you will be none otherwise minded. But he that troubled you shall bear his judgment, whosoever he be. So verse 11 says, I, brethren, if I yet preach circumcision, why do I yet suffer persecution? Then is the offense of the trust seized. Verse 12 says, I would they were even cut off with trouble you. Okay, let us go back to to verse 1. Let us now divide the word of God with the wisdom of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, surely there's something that moved Paul, you know, that moved him to write this kind of a letter to the church, you know, in, in Galatia. There's something that moved him because he saw something, praise God. He saw something, praise God. He saw something, praise God, because they, remember, you know, um, you know, um, to Jews, you know, circumcision, it is a sacred thing, praise God. Well, even to Africans, you know, here in South Africa, especially to my tribe, which is a Xhosa tribe, there are other tribes that are doing circumcision, obviously, in South Africa. So it is a sacred thing, it is a, it is a sacred thing, a very important thing. Praise God. So to Jews, it was always sacred. Praise God. Especially during the days of, of, of the Old Testament. You know, you know, if, if, if I was a Jew and I circumcised, you know, I, I, I believed in my heart that I was superior than those who, who did not circumcise. Praise God. I believed, you know, and I would look down upon them. Praise God, uh, and I would look at them as heathen, as, as 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 sinners. Praise God, praise God. But the Bible is very clear. Praise God. Having said that, the Bible, hence Paul is addressing this point to the church in Galatia. So let us read verse one. Praise God. See, Paul says, "I stand fast, therefore, in liberty, wherewith Christ hath made us free." and not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage and with, and not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage remember the theme 
praise God. Or the title of our message today, it says, Freedom in Christ. So Paul is trying to free the minds of, of the church, of the people in Galatia, of the brothers and sisters in Galatia, praise God, so that they will not be in the yoke of bondage, praise God. Because we think as people that by our own doing, we can please God. By our works, we can please God. By things that we do in our flesh, we can please God. Well, brothers and sisters, I have news for you. You know, we cannot please God by the flesh, praise God, but by the Spirit. The only way to please God, it is by the Spirit. As Paul here is trying to highlight that, you know, circumcision, you know, will not help you to please God. Praise God. I want us to go back to the story of Abraham. You know, you know Abraham. Abraham today is known as the man of faith. Some call him the father of faith. Why? Because the Bible, he, he the Bible says he believed, and that was credited to him as righteousness. Therefore, the Bible in the Old Testament, during the days of Abraham, is very clear there that you know that 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 righteousness comes by faith praise god and faith in god not faith in the works of the flesh not faith in in, in the works of men but faith by by faith in the in god the true living god the ancient of days praise god so until you understand that then the Bible calls you, says that you are still under the yoke of bondage. That in other means, you are still in jail. Praise God. So for the period of the Old Testament, the whole Testament, so the Bible says that people were still in jail. They were still in jail. Praise God. Because they thought that the law would, would please God. But the law did not please God. Because remember the Bible says that the law was brought upon because of the transgressions that they were committing. Because of the sins that they were committing. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Even though the law was there, the Ten Commandments was there. And the law as a whole was there. But they were still they were still sinning, praise God. They were still sinning. They were still not pleasing God, praise mighty Jesus. Even though the oxen were there, even though the goats were there, praise God. Even though they slaughtered, praise God, sin offerings, free will offerings, you know, and, and, and all guilt offerings and all these offerings, but they still continued to sin. And that they still did not please God because they were in bondage. Praise God. Because they were in jail. Praise God. That is why Jesus Christ came, brothers and sisters, to set us free. Praise God. To remove the veil. Praise God. That was there. Praise God. In our minds. Praise God. To free us. Praise God. From the jail of the law. Praise God. That is why when he came, he said, I have not come to do away with the law, but I have come to fulfill it. In other words, he was saying, I have come so that I can give you freedom, so that you will understand how the law works, because you do not understand it. Because even though the law is there, but you continue to live according to your ways. You continue to sin against God. You continue being rebellious against the same God that gave 
gave you this loan. Praise God. So the loans were not enough. Praise God. That is why Jesus said, I am sending my only son, my beloved son. So God sent the firstborn in the kingdom of God to come and save us and take us out of that yoke of bondage. This is the same thing that Paul is here today. This message of Paul, this teaching of Paul is aimed, praise God, to take you out of that jail, to take you out of that bondage, to tell you exactly that you as a person, you cannot please God. Praise God. So the Bible also says that without faith, we cannot please God. So that is why even when we talk of righteousness, righteousness does not come, you know, just by being a good guy or a good woman. But righteousness comes through faith. So you must have faith in God first. Then, as, as the Bible says in the case of Abraham, because he believed and it was credited to him as righteousness. That's how righteousness comes. It's when you believe in God and God alone. Praise God. So verse 3 says, For I testify again to every man that is circumcised, that he is a debtor to the whole law. Praise God. So if you're going to say, you know, I, I don't want to change, you know, I, I'm going to live according to the law. So Paul was talking to the Jews now. So because there, there were those who thought, okay, I am circumcised, I am a Jew of Jews, you know, I don't have to listen to this nonsense that is Paul is saying. All that is Paul is saying, if, Paul is saying, if you're going to say, you know, you live under the law of Moses, then you keep the law of Moses as a whole. Praise God. You do not transgress. If the law says do not kill, then you do not kill. If the law says that honor your father and mother, then you honor your all the days of your life. If the, if the law says that do not desire anything of your neighbor, then you do not do that. You do not cheat, you do not do nothing. Then if you keep the whole law, then good for you. Praise God. But Paul knew that they could not even do that. That is why if, if, if people were doing that, then there was no reason for Christ to come. Praise God. Because the law was not good enough to keep people in line or to keep people pleasing God. People could not please God, even though the law was there. So Christ has to come, praise God, because we have sinned against God and we are rebellious against God. So Christ has to come, praise God, to reconcile us back to God. Praise God, hallelujah. So verse 4 says, Christ is become, hallelujah. So Christ is become of no effect unto you. So, whosoever of you are justified by the law, you are fallen from grace. Praise God. And remember what the Bible says. That God has let go of the first to establish the second. Therefore, anything that had to do with the law, God has let go. Now we are living under grace. So, if you continue to think that if you can please God by your own doing or by works, praise God, by works, then you are only fooling yourself. The Bible says that you have fallen from grace because it is through grace, praise God. Even grace, you don't just receive grace. When you hear people say we live under grace, you do not just receive grace. You have to have faith in God. You have to be justified by faith so that you will be treated as righteousness. When you have been treated as righteousness, 
again you can say that I live under grace. But if you think that you can please God by your own doing, by your works, by this, by that, by this, by that, you have fallen from grace. So verse 5 says us, we through the Spirit wait for the Lord for the hope of righteousness by faith. So for we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For the hope of righteousness by faith. So the righteous shall live by faith. The righteous shall live by faith. That is what the Bible says. The righteous shall live by faith. For without faith we cannot please God. For without faith we cannot please God. And without faith we cannot be freed from that bondage or from that yoke or from that prison that the devil has kept you in. Because it is when you have faith in God that you are you that God will come and take you out of that bondage of dark, or, or, of darkness and bring you into the light. For in Jesus, there is no darkness, only light. So when you have faith in God, then you become a spirit person. So people who, who have faith, people who are born again, people who have accepted Jesus Christ as a personal Savior and Lord, they do not live in the flesh. They live in the spirit they live in the spirit they live in the spirit so through the spirit we wait for the hope of righteousness by faith i hope i'm getting somewhere thank you jesus so verse six for in jesus for in jesus christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision but faith which worketh by, by love. So faith is it's all that matters. Praise God. Faith is all that matters. Your circumcision, it does not matter. Whether you are circumcised, whether you are not circumcised. Let me tell you something. What is more important to God? It is the circumcision of the heart. It is the circumcision of the heart. It is the circumcision of the heart. Let us go to the book of, 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 of Deuteronomy. I want to show you something. Hallelujah. Uh, verse 6, I think, yes. Verse 6, verse 6. Verse 6, chapter 30, verse 6. And then it says, verse 6 says, And the Lord thy God will circumcise thine heart, and the heart of thy seed to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. So God is looking for people who will be circumcised in their hearts. So circumcision of the flesh is not important to God. Even then, because this is the time of Moses, okay? And remember circumcision was brought in the times of Abraham. This is the time of Moses. Now, obviously, now by this time the Jews are circumcision. It has become something that they are used to. Praise God. But God, even there, even if, if circumcision is there, circumcision is there as a covenant between God and, and, and the Jews. So even if the circumcision is there, but what God is interested in, what God is longing for, for to, to his children, or what is expecting for, to, for his children is that they should be circumcised. That is why it says that is why the Lord says here in Deuteronomy 30 verse 6, and the Lord thy God will circumcise thine heart, thy heart, thy heart, and the heart of thy seed, 
and the heart of thy sin, to love thy God with all thy heart. So how does God circumcise the heart? God circumcised the heart by the word, by the word, by the word. That is why he gave Israelites his commands, his decrees, his laws. Praise God. Because he wanted to circumcise their hearts. But their hearts were hard. But their hearts were stubborn. Praise God. That is why they were always rebellious. Praise God. So, so for us, God has made things very easy. He has given us the spirit of God. Remember that in those days, you know, the days of Moses, Abraham, in the days of, of, of the Old Testament, the, the, the Holy Spirit would only come to, to the prophets, praise God, would only come to the prophets. So the rest, of the, the rest of the people did not have the Holy Spirit in them. So we are lucky, we are blessed in that today, you know, in, 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 in this second, in, in, in this a dispensation of grace, if I might call it like that, if I might call it like that, you know, in this dispensation of grace, we are blessed that we have the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. So it's easy for God to circumcise our hearts. It's easy for the word of God to circumcise our hearts. As he says here, and the Lord thy God will put all his... Oh, okay, verse 6, and the Lord thy God will circumcise thy heart and the heart of thy seed to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, praise God, and with all thy soul, and, and, and thou may, may live, praise God. So God is looking for people who will love him. You cannot love God if your heart is not circumcised, if your heart is not circumcised. That is why uh, uh, circumcision of the flesh to, to, to God, it does not matter. He is no longer important anymore. Praise God. So the only covenant that we have with God in this new demonstration under grace is, is, is that God will circumcise our hearts. God is looking for people who will love him with all their hearts and all their soul. And we cannot do that if our hearts are, are, are not circumcised. So that is why Paul was always preaching. In his teaching, he was always saying the circumcision of the heart is the most important circumcision of any believer because if 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 the circumcision of the flesh was more important what about the gentiles who did not circumcise in those days praise god so we are justified by faith and freedom comes by faith and by faith in god so we are justified by faith that brings us into righteousness righteousness of god praise mighty jesus let us go and look at uh, jeremiah in the book of Jeremiah, book of Jeremiah, book of Jeremiah. Oh, time is going to be a problem. Uh, praise my Jesus. Uh, let us go to chapter 4, chapter 4, chapter 4, verse 4, chapter 4, verse 4. Okay, let me start there to verse 3. For thus said the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, Break up your fallow ground and sow not among thorns. Verse 4 says, Circumcise yourselves to the Lord and take away the foreskins of your heart. Circumcise yourselves to the Lord and take away the foreskins of your heart. That is how you gain your freedom. That is how we find our freedom. Because our freedom is in Christ 
Our freedom is in God. How do I gain my freedom? By circumcising your heart to the Lord and take away the foreskin of your heart. So the foreskin of your heart is the veil. Is the veil. Is the veil that has hidden the truth of God from you. Is the veil that has hidden the light of God. Praise God. It is the darkness that has hidden the light of God. So the minute you circumcise your heart and you remove that foreskin, therefore now you see the light. Therefore now you are free. You have found your freedom. Your freedom in God. So it says the Lord in Jeremiah chapter 4, verse 4. Praise God. Praise God. It says, circumcise yourself to the Lord and take away the foreskins of your heart. Take away that thing which is uh, um, which is veiling, uh, you know, the blessings of God, which is veiling the message of Christ, or which is stopping the message of Christ, or which is hiding the, the glory of God. Take away anything that is a stumbling block between you and the true message of God. Praise God. So, in other words, the Bible says, do not glory in fleshly things. Do not glory in, fle in, in fleshly things. Rather, glory in things of heaven. Rather, glory in things of God. Do not be a believer that lives in the flesh. Be a believer that lives in the spirit. Be a believer that lives in the spirit. You cannot be a believer that lives in the spirit if your heart is not circumcised. Praise God. If you still believe that the works that you do will please God, if you still believe that the law will please God, if you still believe that your righteousness will please God, no. Thank you, Jesus. We're talking about freedom and freedom Christ. How do we gain freedom and freedom in Christ? So you're talking about righteousness. Your own righteousness is not important because I've heard of people saying that, oh, he is such a righteous person. You know, um, a righteous person, but you don't know Christ. You call yourself righteous, but you don't know God. You know, so righteousness of this world, you know, it's useless, basically. It's useless. Let us go to the book of, of Galatians. Let us go to, back to the book of Galatians. Um, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This time we are going to chapter 2. We are going to chapter 2. We are going to chapter 2. Chapter 2, verse 21. That is where we are going at. Because of the time, so we are kind of in a rush. So the Bible says in, in, in Galatians chapter 2 verse 21, I do not frustrate, I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Praise God. If righteousness, in other words, come by your works, come by your works, 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 works that are not attached on faith and faith in God. If your righteousness comes by your works, if your righteousness comes by your works, then Christ died in vain. Praise God. So, in order for you to be a righteousness of God, then you have to believe in God so that it will be credited to you as righteousness. Praise God. 
So if you think that you are righteous because you people call you a good man, if you think that you are righteous because people call you a good man, because you give to the poor, because you give to the needy, because you do this, but you don't know God, but you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord, then you are only deceiving yourself. Then you are saying to me that Christ died in vain. You are saying to me that Christ died in vain. Christ died in vain. You don't know grace. Then the Bible says you have fallen from grace. The minute you believe that you personally, by your own works, you can please God. The, the Israelites tried. The Jews tried, but they, 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 they did not live up to it. They tried, but they failed. Hence, Jesus Christ came, praise God, to reconcile us back to God to teach us the way to the Father, to teach us how to go to the Father, to teach us how to gain our own freedom. So today, I am preaching freedom and freedom in Christ. Praise God. So it is not by your works, praise God, but it is by grace. Grace means unmerited favor, a favor that you do not deserve. Even though you were a sinner, Christ came and died for you. Praise God and died for you and reconciled you back to God. Even though you were an enemy of the cross, Christ died so that you will become a friend of God, a child of God, so that, my goodness, you will partake in the things of the kingdom of God. Praise God. Let us go to Isaiah 64. Praise God. And then the, the, uh, uh, that is our last scripture. Uh, before we close it, before we close it, let us go to Isaiah 64. To Isaiah 64. Isaiah 64. Isaiah 64. Thank you, Jesus. Let us go to Isaiah 64, verse 6. But we are all as unclean things, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. And we all do fade as leaf, and our inequity, like the wind, have taken us away. So in our righteousness, this is what happens. So our righteousness, a righteousness that does not come by faith and faith in God, this is our righteousness. So our righteousness becomes like a jail, because as, as Isaiah puts it here, and that righteousness is as filthy as rags, as filthy as rags. And, and, and he says, and we all do fade as leaf. That is what we have, that is what, what, this is what happens when you say that you are, you are righteous, but you do not know Christ. But you say that you are righteous, but you do not know God. Your righteousness is as filthy as rags, praise God. Your righteousness is as filthy as rags. So Isaiah says that we are all as unclean things. We are all as unclean things. The only thing that will clean us or cleanse us is the blood of Jesus Christ because the blood of animals could not do it. The blood of animals only reminded us that we are sinners. But in the new race, under the new dispensation of Christ, the Bible says that, oh God, all those who accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior and Lord, so they are no longer sinned. They are not condemned. 
praise God. So we are saved. 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 In other words, the, the name saved means that we have gained freedom or we have been freed from the bondage of law. Praise God. We have been freed from the bondage of law or from the yoke of bondage. Now we are free because we are in Christ. It is Christ who brought us freedom. We did not do it by ourselves. We could not do it by ourselves. We tried, but we failed dismally. So, and all our righteousness are as filthy as rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our inequities like the wind have taken us away because we lie. We lie. We say we are righteous when we don't know Christ. We lie, we say we are righteous when we don't know God. We lie to ourselves. Praise mighty Jesus. Even Paul admitted to this. Paul says that I was righteous according to the law. I was righteous. Paul said I was righteous according to the law. But being righteous according to the law meant that he was still a sinner because he was righteous. As much as he was righteous according to the law, he was not righteous according to God. He was not righteous according to God because he was the enemy of the cross. Because even though he, he called himself righteous, he was, he was still persecuting the church of God. He was still persecuting Jesus Christ. Praise God. So not on our own, brothers and sisters, we are not righteous. But we must admit it, we are in jail, we are under yoke of bondage, and the only person who can free us from that bondage, the only person who can take us out from that bondage, from that bondage it is Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. We are dirty, we are unclean, we need cleansing. The only person who can cleanse us, it is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The only guilt offering and sin offering, it is Jesus Christ. It is his blood. It is him. Nothing else. Hallelujah. Let us leave it there for today, brothers and sisters. Until next time. Father, we thank you for your word. We bless your name, O oh God. We honor you, Jehovah. Father, we pray that those who hear your word, O oh God, We pray that those who hear a word of God will heed your call and become doers of your word. We pray that God, every, we pray that God, every soul on this planet will begin to come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Will begin to come to the knowledge of God. People must know that there is only one God, and that is the God of heaven. Father, open our hearts to your word. Father, may we not reject the truth of God. May we accept your word, O oh God, and live according to your will. May we all become saved. May we all become righteous. May we all become the righteousness of God. Father, we pray in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, it is a Friday. That means, therefore, we, me and you, we will meet again next week on this platform um, let me take this time again and say that I, I love you I love you so much wherever you are in the world I just love you I just love you I just love you I just love you may the Lord 
that we serve, the God of heaven, in the name of Jesus, bless you. May you be protected this weekend. May you be covered this weekend. Whatever that you pray for, may it come true in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I am Latter-day Preacher. Bye-bye. Thank you.